0: Well, a uh, few days ago, Michael Matthews, bling, said, next time's mine. I've got a second place to Wout. I've got a second place to Bogachar. Next time's mine. And you know what? He comes through. And by the way, he comes through in an amazing fashion. Stage 14, San on to Monde. Mend, Mond Mend, Mond. 192.5 kilometers. Yesterday was 0.6. So they shaved off one tenth of a kilometer. Two Wheels podcast, this is Tyler Yonke. It's stage, what is today? July 16. Welcome, everybody. Let's uh, let's get to it. Um, exciting day, and there's a little bit of drama, uh, but uh, Michael Matthews, I'm, I'm spoiling it right here. Michael Matthews comes through with the win, and I think he does it in amazing fashion, especially when you consider who is in the, in the break with him. And um, we'll just get right to it. We're going to go show the um uh, oh tyler you push play i don't want to be axed out by uh, so they give a little bit of highlights of what's to come someone's smoking i don't know um and uh then do a little recap of yesterday mads Pedersen, dane cyclist gets the win another danish in the yellow jersey jonas and i don't know who that is but um caleb Ewing suffers his way in today Saint Antienne to mend 192.5 kilometers they're heading their way south east uh, southwest a little bit uh there were some climbs in the in the, in the forecast it was all day it was all up and down all day it was pretty pretty brutal actually and i decided to look on my um on my fantasy cycling team i decided to actually try to participate in this a little bit better so i looked at all the stages that they finished here on mond uh, over the years and kind of what has happened and by the way, it's always been a breakaway. So the first one was Jalabert. I don't remember um Steve Cummings won, I think the last time that they are up here. Uh, but it's it's been a breakaway. And then as a matter of fact, I started to remember that you look at the gaps to the GC riders, and it's almost always been two races in one. It's been a race for the front guys, the breakaway, and then you have like 10 minutes or so, and then Here comes the pack and the GC. And as I indicated yesterday, uh, on talking about this, you're going to see some GC riders. it's, it's, it's a little bit of a problematic climb. It's punchy, it's short, it's steep, it's hot, it's straight up. It doesn't have much curves to it. And, uh, someone like a Garrett Thomas is going to have a little bit of trouble, but I think he came through, uh, just fine, but you did have some other riders uh, been able to kind of get popped off here. So you have a cat three right away. You have another cat three right away. You have a sprint spot. Some other lumpy, lumpy stuff, a cat three, a cat three, a cat two is where they finish on, up to the Monte Jalabert. I guess he got a climb named after him. And let's just skip through to what happened. So uh, early on, there's there's a break that gets going up the road. Uh, Nelson Palace is involved in this. It ends up being a pretty big sized break. Uh, Michael Matthews gets up there, his teammates up there, which actually gets dumped out uh, later, Yul Jensen. Um, but this was a spot right here we, with 183. they were going up this climb. And all of a sudden it looks like uh, Jonas is like attacking. But uh, when you kind of bring it back, what happened was there's a big gap in the field. He was way back and Pogacar is up the front, kind of drilling it with Wout. His team wasn't around, his being Vin- uh, uh, yeah, Jonas. Uh, so he has to jump around to actually get up there. Uh, he finally gets up to the the wheel of Pogachar and then Pogachar ends up uh attacking at some point again uh out of that though comes danny martinez of ineos and he goes up the road and ends up joining the break back here right away first what 20 kilometers caleb ewing is already suffering now he did make the break spoiler alert a break he did make the time cut so not a problem so maybe he gets a chance again going for it tomorrow um then the break is up the road and they are good you got quinn simmons in there you have Nilsson palace palace has betty all his teammate he also has um and rigoberto uran the only questionable person that was up in this break was mark solaire Which I I don't know why he's up the break is kind of maybe he's reverting. I'm assuming the team allowed this because they seem to run a tighter ship than movie star But Remember he's had issues with movie star uh, Going up the road not doing what he's supposed to and through a fit one time having to get pulled back uh, to, to the team for the orders you had mike woods was in the break um, but he also had full song on there. Uh, you had three Boer writers, uh, Conrad, Grosschartner and Kamna. Okay. So you had to, uh, you had Andreas Krohn, uh, another Danish writer. That's uh, pretty good a little thing with him. Um, you had louis Menches, uh, when They get the gap up here like 14 minutes he's virtual you know within a minute and a half of the virtual yellow now you knew when they hit the climb that was not going to uh have any he was not going to do ittino Pinot's up there so it's a it's a solid group and as i said danny martinez so they were committed and they were getting the the gc the the sprint spots um before we get into this 52. Area to go here. They're going up and over. Let's see if they show anything earlier. Anyway, they're going up and over a category categorized climb. I guess the one before that, Quinn Simmons took points away from Geshka. Geshka gave him a a earful. I mean, I don't know why Quinn is doing that, but you know, what? it's like everything in life, Uh, you got to earn it, Geshka. You don't just deserve to uh, get it just because you have a beard and the polka dots. Uh, But up and over the climb, um, Quinn Simmons drilled it over the top. Started to split things up because the group had been working together fine. You know, as you can see here, they are 11 minutes up at this point over the yellow, 21 minutes up on uh, Caleb Ewing. But um, Quinn Simmons just goes and Nelson Palace goes with him right away. Uh, they start to just split things up uh, completely. Louis Menches goes up the road as well. And then you have um, at 52.8 over the top of all this attacking stuff is Michael Matthews. Now, Michael Matthews, amazing day. He was one of the first ones, you know, he got in the break early, obviously. He then decides to go at 52, and he's up the road. He's got a decent gap, and it takes a while for these guys. Look, this is 47. You got Krohn and some other, and and Grosschartner and uh, Luis Leon Sanchez. I mean, he's won, what, four stages of the Tour de France over the years? He's 39 or so. Um, So it takes him several kilometers. They finally connect with him. Look, this is 43, so he's been 10K on his own. Um, and they finally connect with him here. Uh, I don't know what they're, they're going to show it at that point. Uh, the group behind has some trouble. So who are the, who's going to chase? They, now they hold this gap between 20, 40 seconds or so from the chase group up there. Uh, you've got three, you know, Betty all Iran and uh, Nilson palace. I, I assumed that they were going for palace here and then it looks like they were pulling for Iran Then Iran's on the front and then Betty all is killing him himself. Uh, so it, it's confusing. The group split up here again, Danny Martinez is in here. You know, there's a lot of good quality riders. Uh, then those two groups kind of come back together. Um, crone, he actually has an issue where he does flat. He has a flat, flat front tire in the break. And he ends up having to go off the road. So he might have been, um, you know, uh, who knows what he could have done on the climb on the day. He almost hits a car. Team Teams getting mashing in here. They hit the bottom of the climb, 4.5 kilometers to the finish. And they have 31 seconds on the chase group. Now, in the back chase group, you've got some phenomenal climbers. I mean, Thibaut Pinot, Mike Woods. These are guys that have won stages in the Grand Tours. Um, you've got Danny Martinez, who was touted to be possibly, uh, you know, the quad threat for Ineos, who's had more of a bad uh, state, bad tour. Louis Menches, who was just, what, uh, third or so, second or third uh, there, a second, was it second? Yeah, second up on uh, Alpe d'Huez. Uh, to pidcock um you know he's, he's a perennial top 10 uh, climber nielsen palace who's been climbing well rigoberto uran who's been on the podium of the tour de france won a stage once when his derailleur remember wouldn't quite uh, go did his bike throw throughout the line by think, with warren Bargui, maybe um so anyway great great Bell has won a classic so a lot of solid solid riders here uh but um Right here, about three point four. Michael Matthews decides to just set out on his own. Now, remember, he's already put, and and look, there's a gap to the guys. Now, Betty all eventually uh, catches up to him with about three or so k to go. Um, and you know he had to put in an effort to close down 30 seconds 20 30 seconds or so. I get it but Michael Matthews has been out there kind of drilling it out. so my my point is it's kind of somewhat of an equalized situation between the two riders okay both strong you can see though Betty all does a great job when he understands oh Gross out here by the way Camna is in here. Conrad so you know there's a bunch of great climbing uh, riders that uh, Mark Sulaire, <laughs> full song. Uh, you know, it, it, the list just is, is a stellar group you had here. So uh, right about the 3k to go inside, the, they have this painted road here. Um, Betty all ends up catching uh, Michael Matthews and then just puts the screws to him. Gets a, drops him a bit and he starts to waver between about two, three, four, almost five seconds. And uh, but you don't see Michael Matthews actually croaking on here. He in this whole three to two kilometers to go. Um, he holds, holds steady and then finally, uh, but in, almost up to the 2k to go, um, he ends up coming up to Betty all, and then he decides to, um, he, you can see him shift and then he kicks and he starts to really open up the gaps, uh, behind here, uh, the, the, the Sulaire, uh, gets caught by Pino. They go through the throng as a crowd, uh, Thibaut Pino, who is what second or third up here, I believe a few years ago. Um. Oh, so uh, inside two, you're not seeing Matthews here quite uh, take off from him. Uh, I think it was when Cummings won that uh, Roman Bardet and Thibaut Pino had been chasing him and um, got dropped by Steve Cummings. Just that's just kind of climb it is. Uh, you can see here 1.9K to the top, 430 meters to the top of the KOM. Uh, Michael Matthews attacks off of Betty All. By the way, I loved neither one of these guys cracked, they just took it to each other and it was uh it was brilliant writing and the fact that michael matthews ends up uh holding up a gap four or five seconds over here and then ends up you know e- easily weaning to come down this hill comes over the finish line and is able to post up really uh and here's him you know, head to <laughs> head to heaven uh legs of kimbo and um, gets what five six seven eight Oh, 12 seconds, I think it was up on uh, uh Behind you there, then Thibaut Pino comes in third place. And uh, then you had, there you go. So it's Matthews, Bedial, Pino, Soler, Conrad, Fulsong, Groschartner, Kamna, Geshka, Mentis. Uh, solid, solid group of riders. Quinn Simmons comes in uh, six, eight minutes or so, six minutes, I think, back. Nilsson, Palace, and a few of the others. Um, so there's the, the deal in the day. Now, you got one race. Let's have another race. This is kind of the cool thing. This happens on this, this hill all the time that there's such a big gap going up to the, the lead there. Um, they come into the final climb here and, um, it was really only, there was a cat three climb earlier on like 30, 40. I might've been the one, uh, 30, 40 K to the finish. It might've been the one where Michael Matthews had taken off that, uh, jumbo decides to just come to the front and and kind of it. they put the the screws to everybody Roglic is up there he drives it super hard with wout they drop everybody else out the pack and there's like 25 so then when they come into the the main field or the the main the finish here you can see uh, uh is that sep or tanish uh Tish Benut, one of those guys pulling off here vinigo's left to his own and um then you've got Roglic. he's got uh brandon mcnulty and rafa michael and ready to set up the climb. Michael uh, Rafa comes to the, Rafa Michael comes to the front, uh, but then pogatra decides to like drill it. And this is where you, I talked about this on Alpe d'Huez where he attacked, what, two or three times, and each time he did he was, the whole group was able to come back together. He was not quite at his best for that, okay? he's Because something happened on the ground on, and he's, I think he's totally, I think it was a hunger knock, and he just had some depletion of that, um, but he's fully recovered I think here so uh you see it on this day where he attacks he I think he kind of attacks again a few times up there you know changes the pace a bit uh, but he destroys everyone else except for vinigo who's able to stay with him and um, it's the kind of the writing where um you it dispelled right here you can see with uh I think this is right around the 3K to go or so um uh, Garrett Thomas comes off. Uh, Onyck Moss had already come off. Nairo Quintana is already off Roman Bardet. And this is what I talked about yesterday in coming into the stage. You're going to see a showdown of splits in on this, uh, at the top. That could be that you'd see sometimes at, you know, a 20 kilometer, uh, finish, uh, you get with these riders. um, just the way it is by Garrett thomas he ends up it's, he's back there by like almost 20 30 seconds off uh are coming into the finish i don't know why this happens but uh Pogacar decides that he has too much fuel left he needs to burn some off so he decides to sprint for like what 15th place or so he ends up sprinting there it doesn't make any time there's a the hand pump uh but uh just 17 seconds back is a good day he ended up doing a nice job of overhauling. Um, and, and actually, I think if you I was trying to do some timing on the climbs, but they're not so great about showing each going back and forth enough. Uh, but I think this the the, the time back to Thomas at one point was about 30 seconds. Gadu comes through, passes him, and I think it, it's inspired or just a little bit of a carrot there uh for Thomas to diesel himself up. And so Gadu, I think, really made an impression, uh, impressive uh, finish, which Helped Thomas. It also helped Nairo. And then right behind them, it also helped Yates. So they ended up just 17 seconds back there. Vlasov loses a a barrel of time along with Roman Bardet and Enric Moss. Uh, So Jonas, he seems to be doing just fine. Here you go at the finish. 222 to Pogacar. 243 to Garrett Thomas. 303 to Bardet. Yates at 406. So you still got uh, top five. A smattering there. You did see Pidcock drop back down to 849. Uh, Quintana at 415. Menkes moves all the way up to 424 in seventh place. Tied uh, with eight there. And then 10 minutes back is Enrique Moss. Uh, let's see tomorrow. Tomorrow should be a sprint day, but, you know, who knows? Who knows what it is? It's got some climbing stuff going here, but it does finish down. Uh, so maybe it, be a day that you're gonna have uh, Caleb. Maybe Caleb is actually going to do it. I am going to, and we'll walk through some of these <clears throat> these other riders here. But I, I think it actually might be a day that you can see. Uh, let's go to Pro Cycling Stats. This way, I don't have to change the screen. Um, I think it might actually be a day for f- not Jakob Filsom, but um, who's on? Let's just go to all teams. Albuson Dukoinik. There you go. Jasper Philipson. That's who I don't. I'm not good at that. Okay. Uh, let's check out how the Americans are doing here. Uh, I got asked uh, Mason Marlowe today on the bike on a ride, uh, asked me, Hey, do any Americans have a chance of winning a stage still? Um, because they've been coming close. So here's my thoughts. And this is what I said to him. Here's my thoughts on this. Nelson Paulus has been in the break a lot. You can see today that his uh, normal. I think if you'd been, you know, first part of the, the Tour de France, you would have seen him being able to compete much better. He put in a lot of effort today. And I know he. I think he was riding for Betty all or one of those or maybe around. But, um, you know, a little different that he would have had an opportunity earlier on in the tour when he was going a little bit better. I think the fatigue has just kind of got to him a little bit. So I'm thinking he's losing some of that opportunity to win. Quinn Simmons, he same with him. I mean, he, he rode like a beast today. You know, he had Baca Molimer. That's another guy we didn't include, but Baca Molimer in the group as well. Who's one stages could top five, I think seven, somewhere in there. in uh, the tour de France, uh, when who won it that year, Cadell? No, I'm not sure. But, um, I know Richie Port was on the, probably Chris Room. I think Richie Port was up on the, on the, when he was at BMC, he was on the podium, uh, Roman Bardet, whatever year that was. Um, so anyway, he goes uphill well too, but it didn't work out for his teammate. So Quinn's putting a lot of time in Sepcus is is much like Brandon McNulty. First of all, let's let's talk about the two of them and why neither one of them uh, really have much of a chance. Brandon doesn't have a chance. He's shown here where he's not the last lieutenant for Pagacha in the mountains, okay? Um, he's just lost a little bit of steam. Rafa Michael's taken that spot over. So, therefore Brandon's gonna explode before, and, and he's not going to be allowed, the, the team's depleted too much. You're not going to be allow him to go on a break. So unless something really happens to, um, really happens to uh, Pogacar, right? So you're not going to see him in the break. Um, he's not going to be a, a chance to really be up there at the last two or three kilometers of the, of the race. M- unlike Sep Cus, who might still have that opportunity, being in the finish with Vinigo and uh, Pogachar, as you've seen him with Roglic. Now, the problem there is he... He doesn't try to go for this, the win. He got a win last year because he actually went in the break with Wout. But the team was in a different spot. They were already down. They weren't going to win the tour. Uh, and they were trying to just salvage a little bit of something. So he ended up getting in the break and did that. So I don't think Sepkus has a chance. He has a better chance than McMulty. Uh, Matil Jorgensen has been much like Paulus and it's Quinn Simmons where he's been in the break he's been top 5 what twice now had a really good shot and i think he's going to be a little depleted so then you have Joe Dombrowski okay Joe's lost 20 minutes today um on the gc Joe Dombrowski lost five places he's hour 31 behind he hasn't done anything um he's tried to get in a few little breaks here and there but he's got exceptional legs. And I think he is the one guy of the Americans who has a chance in the Pyrenees to get off in a break and actually win a stage for the Americans. That's that's my that's my thought. That's my prediction there. Okay, let's go back to All Nations and just, just walk through the teams as we've done before to see who uh Consofoy, I think he was in the break. Yeah, he lost. He didn't do so good there. Jungles, though, kind of holds steady. Uh, did he move up and down? Jungles went up one place. So he's down 23 minutes down. He's just recovering from COVID. Nothing happened with Alpeson, Dequanik, Astana. They, This is this team with Joe Dombrowski, Lutsenko, I just heard today where they are actually, they owe the UCI money for this race so far. So you get prize money and then there's penalties and usually your prize money outweighs that, but they have been penalized more than they've won. So they're going to, oh, this is a, <laughs> it's a negative uh, for them. Uh, Lutsenko though loses a uh, decent amount of time, 1324. Um he didn't he didn't have such a he lost one spot today down. Okay. Uh keep going. B and B hotels. They did have Bon Mar in the in the chase in the group there. He was down 250, so he ended up 15th on the day. It's my one of their best. This is Luis Leon Sanchez, remember he was up in the break, uh leading the way with Michael Matthews. Didn't quite have the day he had hoped for, but Let's go back here. Bahrain. I don't think they've yeah, they have Fred Wright's come close a few times. They don't have uh, a stage win yet. Very close. At least they're knocking on the door. He's he's had a few shots at it. Uh Patrick Conrad, Grosshatner, uh Lamna, Lamna, Kamna. Uh, but Vlasov is lost down on the GC side. He went down today losing 10 32. What did he, what did he lose today? So Vlasov 13. not sure exactly where, uh, the GT, uh, other guys came in. So how it was, he lost about a minute or so. Geshka, is up there for, <clears throat> uh, Kofidis. Uh, they still haven't won a stage, right? I don't think Kofidis, t- t- correct me if I'm wrong. i still think it's been a f- like 12, 15 years since they've won a stage. Sure. EF, uh, they have won a stage with Magnus court, but they're still knocking on the door. Betty all close today. Sorry, buddy. Uh, I didn't care really who won, he or Matthews. It was just great to watch uh, go back and forth. The Palace does move up four places. Rigoberto Iran moves up 12. He's only inside an hour. Uh, good for good for Palace. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Maybe maybe he will, Nilsson will actually get the stage win that we've been looking for for Americans. Pino, a solid day. But as far as their GC goes, David Gaudu actually didn't do so bad today. He's uh down a spot, but that's because Menke's moved up from his long shot there. Uh as you know, Danny Martinez, don't uh Garrett Thomas lost a little bit. Louis Menke's with a big move on the day. Israel, they they're not going for the GC, but uh Mike Woods is a little disappointing. I don't know really know what's going on. I know he took a hard fall early on. Uh Jumbo, just guys sat up. They're they're kind of mailing in. This would be interesting. Kron, uh, too bad for him on the on the Flat tire today, but it will be interesting to see what this team does tomorrow. Um, I think them, Alpeston Phoenix, uh, maybe quick step. will try to control some things here and actually get themselves a stage win tomorrow. It might not be. It's this and then possibly uh, Paris. So who knows? Uh, movie star, uh, Molberger was the one in the break today. Enric Moss lost a little bit of time, a little bit of disappointment for him. Uh, quick step, who cares? T- Arkea Samsic Quintano uh, Quintana he did decent today came in with Garrett Thomas we saw there he is what do we say he's like seventh or eighth sixth on GC bike exchange they get the win Nick Schultz uh, he's the other guy you know they've almost had three wins uh, he came, he had a bike throw there to lose to Magnus Court so DSM Roman Bardet he had a decent day he did lose some a little bit of time but you know he said he only came here for stage wins. Um, who's this total energies track coming off their win, which they needed Baca and Quinn Simmons up there. And then UAE Mark Solaire, 50 seconds off his fourth place today. Pagachar and Micah McNulty. There you go. That's their, their breakdown there. Let's go to tomorrow. What we have going on. There's the stage. Uh, they have a few climbs here. It might not, I don't know. Maybe Caleb Ewan can't get up and over this stuff. He looks a little bit banged up. I mean, I'm kind of hoping he does. I'd like to see a sprint just before we have a rest day and then uh, start hitting the Pyrenees. Uh, it would be, it'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Okay, let's go to, I'm gonna try this one here. Cycling Weekly, there's the Michael Matthews stuff, but I thought there was another, let's take a look here. Cause I just think this is, this is interesting. Garrett Thomas said he came to me and said, "Jumbo are struggling. Tade Pagacar seeks alliance with Garrett Thomas. With a depleted team, the UAE Emirates leader was looking for allies on stage 14. He didn't find them at Enios. I think Pidcock had a similar comment uh, that this was. Garrett Thomas has revealed that Tade sought his help in an effort to dethrone current yellow jersey wearer Jonas Vinegar uh, on stage 14 uh, to mend Mond." The race has been aggressive from first kilometer, where Pogatra attacked. Not long after, Thomas said Pogatra approached him, seeking an alliance. On the first climb, I saw him go, and I was quite a way behind. Now, this is what I love about Thomas. He's very—he knows his riding, okay. And he's not gonna, as he said, those two whippersnappers. It's like, it's like the the two. We have three dogs, okay. Some two older ones, one's older, and then a minute, and then a young one. And well, actually, we have two dogs, but my daughter brought one home from college and. now it's our dark Uh, point is the youngest one yaps and jumps around those and the older one just like rolls his eyes doesn't really she doesn't care about what's going on that's what kind of now i to her detriment maybe and maybe to thomas's detriment but he's not being involved there on the first climb i saw him go i was quite a way behind i saw thomas was not panicking or jonas was not panicking but jumping as well but i thought nah (laughs) <laughs> it's not going to keep riding when they're together. So I managed to stay in the wheels, follow some guys, work my way up, kind of how I've been riding the whole race, basically. Yeah, which he, which he did. Uh, he, Pagachar came to me and said, Jumbo are struggling. They're struggling. But I was like, yeah, but if we all jump, it's just GC guys. It makes no difference anyway. Obviously, they're having a hard day. But if he wants to jump around and make it hard for them, it's fine by me. He's talking about uh, jumbo. I don't know if they had a horrible day. I guess it looked like they were suffering a little bit. Thomas explained his decision to remain in the bunch. If a GC guy did go up the road and Vinigo doesn't have teammates and he's got to ride, then obviously you'd get involved. You're looking at numbers all of the time and the combinations. And if it's a good unit, you slip and slide in the end, the race calmed down. Okay. Um, he added days like today are some of the hardest just because your legs are, are feeling a lot of attacks like today and not much control. You're always on the pedals. And I don't and I don't what our average was, but the first hour would have been super high. So a few a few little comments here. One, you've seen this from Jonas um, since he's taken the, the lead on the ground which is he's not slicing the wind himself unless it's something he really has to do to catch back up. On Alpe d'Huez, he caught up to pogachar and he's like, I, don't, I have 230 on you. I don't, I don't need to attack. I don't need to ride over the top. And then today, same exact thing. He just sits on his wheel. And I, I think you are until the time trial in stage 20, he may not at all uh, put a put his head into the wind to do anything. And he doesn't have to. And I think, I mean, I love the way pogachar is riding, but, you know, the little things today, attacking early on, um, sprinting at the end, those are little things that I think helped fuel the problems on the Grenon that day. So who knows? Uh, last thing I'll say here before we head out. Tomorrow's stage should be fun, by the way. The last thing I'll say before we head out is that um, Michael Matthews, I, it was pretty cool to see him Betty all and I would be really interesting to check the times of the of those two up the climb and see how it compared to Everyone else today uh, Especially to the the leaders that, that went up because I thought that they were going pretty hard. Okay, <laughs> it looked pretty exciting It was very wild like, right Michael Matthews comes through he's had some um, Hard times he's had two near misses and some sprints and then he comes through and climbs like a champ I mean it was uh it was pretty cool. I was uh, I was really, really happy, and, and, and I enjoyed it a lot. So that's what we have, folks. Tomorrow we'll do another show, right? Yeah, I think so. Between Two Wheels podcast, episode 259. We're just moving it on up. All right. Take care.